Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports page, Tom Bridge from the District Sports page on the line as well. Coming to you after a 9-2 win over the Pittsburgh Pirates today in the nation's capital. Kids are still running the bases in National Park, but they're wrapping it up, and everyone's ready to go home for a day off tomorrow. A big first inning today, Dave. Charlie Morton on the mound for the Pirates. 5-0 and in five starts after he began the season late, recovering from off-season hip surgery. 1-6-2 ERA, 3-3-1 fifth, 207-256-264, line against in 33 and a third. 14 and a third, scoreless coming into the game. That ended in the first two-run blast by Bryce Harper, number 24 of 2015, a line drive home run to left, uh, right field, I mean. 3 nothing on a Lobicone single, 4 nothing on a swinging bunt by Michael A. Taylor. By the time the inning's over, it's 9 to nothing. Charlie Morton knocked out. Scoreless inning streak over. The Nationals had a lead. They never relinquished. 9-2 to two today, but really big innings there. We talked recently about them keeping the line moving, and they sure did that against Morton in the first. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a peculiar way to go about scoring nine runs, doing it all in the first inning and um, stringing together hits and swinging bunts and, and uh, doubles and home runs, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, uh, you know, a nice output. It would have been a nice output for the entire day. Turns out it was a, a nice output for a kind of bizarre first inning. But, um, you know, sometimes you're the windshield and sometimes you're the bug. And Charlie Morton was definitely the bug today. He got squashed. Tom, oh, i got to unmute Tom. Hold on a second. Tom, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Sorry, I had to mute you a little bit of background noise. We could hear Dave there, but uh, Matt Williams said of Charlie Morton today, I think that we had a couple of seeing-eye hits, to be perfectly honest, but that helps. You need those sometimes. It helps the offense. The guys had a good approach, made him throw the ball up. He's a sinker baller out there. They got pitches up in the zone, hammered him pretty hard, and were able to knock him out early after he came in on a really quite a hot streak coming into the game. Yeah, and uh, he's the guy you want to you, you go after as a pitcher. If he gets uh, forced to leave the ball up like that, you know, then that's just uh, could, could hammer away at him. And they did with absolute impunity. Uh, Bryce Harper had that uh, two-run drive. Yunel Escobar had a three-run homer uh, around the left field foul pole. Uh, they just kept raking. And it was the first time this season the Nats have set 12 men to the plate in an inning. It was the fifth time this season they batted around in 70 games. So, you know, solid offensive output in the first inning. It's just a shame about the rest of the game. <laughs> Dave, Gio Gonzalez on the mound for the Nationals today. I don't want to ascribe intentions to anyone, but with some big decisions in the rotation and him coming off of uh, winless in his last four starts, 557 ERA, 291, 385, 380 line over that stretch. I'm sure he wanted to make a good impression, though I don't think he's going anywhere. But there's decisions to be made in the rotation. He was much better at home this year, 326 ERA versus 589 on the road, 263, 339, 354 line against versus 306, 381, 460 on the road. But Pirates had won seven straight starts versus lefties coming into this. Gio Gonzalez shuts them down, though. 44 pitches total and four scoreless, seven scoreless on 85 pitches, 50 strikes, gets 13 ground outs from the 26 batters he faced. A nice bounce back start for Gio here. Matt Williams said he used a curveball a lot more, mixed in some change-ups, but for the most part it was a curveball. Got a really big spot with Andrew McCutcheon up in a dangerous spot where the Pirates could have got something going, struck him out with a 3-2 curve, a really nice pitch there, and a nice outing by Gio Gonzalez overall. 
Yeah, Gio really is, is not throwing the curveball as much this season as he has in years past, and um, really did a good job keeping the Pirates off balance today. Uh, six base runners in seven innings. Uh, it's hard to do better than that, although we saw that yesterday. Um, just a, a really nice outing for Gio. This was a start that, that, that he needed, a start that he's been looking for for a while. Um, it's kind of interesting that, uh, um, that from the press conference reports, it sounds like Matt Williams was non-committal as to what the plans were for Crossford. So, um, you know, those of us that are conspiracy theorists are wondering, hey, you know, could they put Strasburg in the bullpen when he comes back? No. <laughs> I'm just going to say no unequivocally on that one, but you never know. I, I think Doug Fister or even Gio Gonzalez go to the bullpen before Steven Strasburg does, but we'll see. They said they're going to make that decision on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. Look at it tomorrow. I assume you'll get an announcement on Tuesday morning when they announce the starter for that game, which hasn't been announced yet, but we'll see. Uh, stranger things have happened, I'll give you that. But, Tom, uh, Bryce, Harper not much. Game today. Bryce Harper in the game today. He did his 23rd home run yesterday, 24th today. Each one this year at this point is going to be a new career high for him. After home run in the first, he's 348, 477, 741 on the year, 14 doubles, 24 home runs, 281 plate appearances. But it was really interesting after he hit the home run for Max Scherzer, which is all Max Scherzer needed in that game to win the game. Max said it shows you how much of a competitor he is. His leg is all bruised up. His hammy is tight, and he's out there competing, battling through injuries. Injuries, obviously, but he's hurt. He can play through the pain and just shows you what a competitor he is. It's hard to go out there and compete like that. It went on to say it just motivates you keeping to see him competing as hard as he can, and it just kind of keeps going back and forth. The more he does it, the more I want to do it. The more I want to do it, the more he wants to do it, and he thinks it bleeds over to the rest of the team as well. The Nationals, 22-year-old MVP so far this season, leading by example with the Nationals. It's great to see. Yeah, and Harper has just been playing left, right, and center uh, for the Nats this year. And I believe he's leading the league in, in wins above replacement as well as uh, second home run, absolutely first place in slugging percentage, as well as second or first in uh, – uh, OBP. So, you know, it's, or I'm sorry, OPS. So it, it's, it's hard to watch him go at it with Sean Barber when he strikes out there in the third inning. Uh, and, you know, points down at the plate, that was down, that was down. It, it, it definitely bugs me to watch a guy who can absolutely crush the ball the way that he does get into it with the umpires simply because that's how you get sent off. And this would be his what? That would have been his fourth ejection this season. So that's a liability that the Nationals have to start to account for. Is uh, Harper's quick temper with the umpires? Yeah, it says it a few years ago. He's much too valuable. Matt Williams has said it as well. Much too valuable, valuable to be getting himself thrown out of games and argue all you want. But there's a line you can't cross. Sometimes he does, and sometimes he gets himself ejected, and it hurts the Nationals every time he does because they need him in the lineup. They could have probably done without him today with a nine nothing lead, and he probably could have used a little time off. But I agree. You just gotta take those with a grain of salt. Go back to the dugout and get them next time, especially when you're as good as him. Absolutely, Dave. You know Escobar, two for five today. Had another five hit night the other night. Two runs, three RBIs tonight. Hits a home run the last absolute line drive. Crushed the hanging curveball from Morton to add to those nine runs in the first. 
331 average on the year. We've talked about this before, but we'll say it again. This guy's just been a complete surprise. Not at all what I expected when they got him. I figured he'd improve on his last season, but really he's kind of been a revelation at the plate so far this season. Yeah, you know, you look at, you know, Escobar's career, and, and really uh, his career year was back in 2009 when he hit 299, 377, 436. Um, you know, he hasn't hit anywhere near that since that time. Uh, he hit 290 in, in 2011, but um, really his 329, 380, 408 line right now across the board um, uh, it, it is, has got to be a shock. I mean, when, when, when Mike Rizzo went out and got him to the offseason, I'm sure he thought he was getting, um, you know, a, 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 a guy that just gets, gets in the lineup every day that will contribute at times. But uh, um, I certainly don't think that he was getting a guy that, that um, you know, theoretically could be an all-star with the numbers that he's putting up. I mean, um, you know, you, you look at the numbers, but he's played quality defense at third base. I mean, um, this is a guy that uh, um, were enough for Bryce Harper's otherworldliness so far. Um, and Max, Max Scherzer's utter domination, you could argue he's been the team's MVP. I mean, um, you know, they're just they're getting production out of him like he's never produced before, so that it makes me wary to think that, that it's going to last all season long, but certainly uh, the first half of the season with so many bats out of the lineup, the Nats have absolutely depended on his production. I don't know, I'll just admit here I'm somewhat distracted by watching Ian Desmond's child get a single through the middle up on the field right now where everyone's taking pictures with the Nationals, but it's got a nice swing. You know Escobar does as well. Uh, Tom, we'll go back to you. Ian Desmond's kid just totally distracted me away from what I was going to go to next. That's what I was going to go to next. Pirates came into the series on an eight-game win streak. Nationals were floundering a bit. They were able to take three straight from them, put together a streak of 24 straight scoreless innings, and set a new team record 2005 through present as they always have to qualify since the Expos records are included with theirs, which is a dominant stretch from the starters. you got Joe Ross, Max Scherzer, and then Gio Gonzalez today, maybe the most surprising of the three, but great starts from all three pitchers this weekend for a sweep of the Pirates. Yep, and that uh, 24 and two-thirds inning streak is uh, a, a real testament to you know, Joe Ross's ability to come in and throw in that start on Friday night, which is what got this all started. And then, you know, you follow it up with uh, Scherzer's almost perfect. And uh, Gio Gonzalez, you know, seven solid tonight, plus uh, an inning from the bullpen from Matt Horton before uh, Felipe Rivera gives up the, the hit there, the two-run homer on uh, for Corey Hart there in the night. But, you know, it, it's if you'd have asked me to predict the outcome of this series, uh, a week ago, when the Nationals were floundering, I'd have said, well, well it's a, they're, they're at home, but Cuts always hits them so hard. So let's say one to two, you know, one game win, you know, two games lost, you know, series goes to the Pirates, especially as hot as the Pirates have been. But as it always comes back to, you can't predict baseball. And the Nationals definitely showed that this weekend. And here's hoping they can keep it up against the Braves starting Tuesday. Dave, as good as that pitching was, all three starts from Ross, uh, Scherzer, and Gio today, they still got the offense today. Maybe it was only one inning today, but they did manage to get nine runs in that inning. A good bounce back from the offense as well. You had multi-hit games today from Hart, uh, sorry, Escobar, Lobaton, Michael Taylor as well. He made a diving catch in center field. The Nationals need all these guys to hit while they have them in the lineup, and they're coming through for them today. Clint Robinson, one for four, with a run scored as well. 
most of this action was in the first inning, as we noted, where you're getting the offense from everyone while you need it with uh, Nationals struggling the last couple weeks. Yeah, you know, yes, uh, caveat to the Nets had struggled uh, scoring runs the last couple of weeks, but, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, once this team gets healthy, it's going to be scary again. I mean, even with all the struggles that the Nets have had recently, they're still second in the National League in runs per game, uh, which is really kind of kind of remarkable when you think about it. So, um, you know, they're, they're still missing uh, Jason Worth. They're still missing Ryan Zimmerman. Anthony Rendon still hasn't hit his stride yet. Um, but but you look at, at, at Harper, uh, Denard Span, you know Escobar, they're all in the top ten in, in, in batting average. Uh, you know, Harper's numbers are off the charts all over the place. We've mentioned uh, the goodness from Escobar. Um, Danny Espinosa in his renaissance year. So, um, really, the, the biggest question mark right now is if and when uh, Ian Desmond gets going. But uh, um, I think as this team gets healthy uh, as the summer progresses, um, we're going to see the team that everybody thought we were going to get out of the national. Um, do you think once they, Jason Morris has worked out this week, they said he had a glove on his glove hand, working out with a cast on it still, but healthy enough at this point to think he can test it. Ryan Zimmerman, I haven't seen any speculation as to when he's going to be back from the plantar fasciitis, but do you think it's a case of this team just not having their real lineup together so far and mixing and matching and getting themselves four games above uh, 500, even though they haven't had two of their biggest bats in the lineup? I think, uh, you know, Worth uh, definitely looked good squeezing the uh, chocolate bottle yesterday with his uh, injured hand. So <laughs> I think that's a, that's a big step forward in uh, moving him back toward the, the proper timeline. Uh, I, I will say the plantar fasciitis is a bear of an injury. It is something that can recur multiple times. Uh, and as someone who is currently suffering from plantar fasciitis in my left foot, uh, I, I feel for Zimmerman because you never, you've got good days and you've got bad days. And you can stretch out all you want, and then it comes right back. So it's one of those places where you hope that he can find some rest, that they can continue to get him healthy and work to get him back in the lineup. But I just don't think that Nats fans should be too optimistic about having him before the All-Star break at the earliest. Uh, Jason Worth, they keep doing good things, but, uh, you know, they're just not there yet. And uh, they have suffered from having, you know, two of their bigger bats, two of their bigger influences on the field, um, out and injured for these first 70, for a large part of these first 70 games. They have not fielded their ideal lineup more than a dozen times in that span. And that is definitely, it's a testament to what they've been able to put together, that they're, you know, I think, what, six games over 500, seven games over 500 here at the 70 game mark. 37 and 33 on the year. The three-game uh, wow. win streak puts them back on top of the Mets again. They have a game, one game lead in NL East after this series. Uh, six and four in their last ten, so they've turned it around a little bit right now. Good streak for the Nationals. They got the Atlanta Braves coming in. We'll see who's starting on Tuesday. One last minor league note before we sign off here, Dave. 2014 first-round pick Eric Petty made his first start. Coming back from Tommy John surgery for the Auburn Double Days today. Three innings pitched, two hits, one run, one earned run, three walks, four Ks, 67 pitches total. I knew he was back in throwing as of April, but kind of surprised to see him back on the mound this quick, a little over a year after having Tommy John surgery, getting drafted, I think, 17th or 18th overall by the Nationals last year. He's back in action on the mound, and this is a guy who could be a quick mover uh, 
was a really highly regarded pitcher before he suffered the injury at UNLV last year and starting his pro career off at Auburn Double Lace today. It's good to see him back on the mound. Yeah, you know, honestly, um, I didn't expect him to pitch in, in a live game until after the All-Star break this year. It's, uh, it's kind of amazing that, that he's taken the mound at this point at all. So, um, you know, performance aside, it's great to see him pitching competitively. I think Betty's a guy that a lot of people kind of forget about. Um, you know, he was a, a, um, the Nets haven't had as much fanfare in, in the draft here the past couple of years since they are no longer selecting first overall. Um, but Betty's definitely got a good arm. Uh, before he got injured, it'll be interesting to see how quickly he is able to move. Uh, I, I got to imagine that this year he's going to be pitching a couple innings at a time, just be, be building up uh, pitching strength again. So, between Lucas Giolito and and Reynaldo Lopez and, and Joe Ross, who's already here, um, I think Fetty gets gets forgotten since, since he has been with the Tommy John. But this is another quality arm in that stable. Yep. Good look at the Nationals' future right there with the pitchers you named. They might be losing Jordan Zimmerman and Doug Fister at the end of this year, but there are some serious arms in the organization on their way up. So we'll see what the Nationals do to replace them, and we'll enjoy the ones that they have for now. And this weekend, we really got to enjoy some fantastic pitching performances. We'll see what they can do, see who starts on Tuesday. That's 37-33 and after the 9-2 win today in the nation's capital. Three with the Braves starting Tuesday night. Matt Knightley, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com, at NationalsDSP for Dave Nichols on Twitter, at TomBridgeDSP for Mr. Bridge, at Federal Baseball for us, and Doghouse says, go Nats. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a good one, everybody.